Welcome to A Well-Cared-For Human, the podcast that tries to convince you that you are 100% normal and an even better-than-okay example of the human species, despite the fact that sometimes we feel like the craziest, most incapable, or worthless creatures on the face of this planet. I'm Corey, an author, a creative, and the host of the show. Whatever you're bringing to the table today, I hope this episode proves to be a dose of inspiration for you on your quest to become a well-cared-for human. You can find the episode show notes, your free wellness blueprint, and more at awellcaredforhuman.com. And as always, thank you for listening. Hello, humans. It's your host, Corey, and today we're going to talk about what I call, at least in my head, the spiritual desert. And what do I even mean by desert? Well, if you're like me, you might have big dreams, big goals, challenges that will take a significant amount of time to manifest into your reality. But also, if you're like me, you might get discouraged if you don't see the results you want after all the hard work you put in. I certainly really start to get discouraged if I work hard on something for years and I don't progress as quickly as I think I should or I don't feel like my return on investment is as high as I would like it to be. Anytime I'm simply not getting back what I'm putting in, I start to question what I'm doing. Is there something wrong with my method? Am I looking at it the wrong way? Am I just too dumb to figure this out? And these feelings can be present in many areas of our lives. And the degree to which you suffer can be dependent on a lot of things. The degree of my suffering is usually high because of my personality. I'm definitely a sprinter, naturally, rather than a long-distance runner, which means that I can put a lot of strong, powerful energy into something and hit it hard right out of the gate, but then I struggle to maintain that level of enthusiasm long-term. So my desire for quick results, my impatience, and boy am I impatient, my tendency to doubt or question myself if I don't achieve something right away, All of this leads to me being discouraged more easily than I think most people or a lot of people. And so I have to be pretty careful about managing those feelings as I go along. Unfortunately, it just so happens that I'm also the sort of person who dreams really big, who is a really high achiever. And so most of the meaningful goals that I have for myself are goals that do require a long time to accomplish. Things like becoming fluent in a foreign language or getting jacked Madonna arms falling in love with kale, I don't know, eating healthy. (laughs) All of these are things that usually cannot be done overnight, despite my best efforts. I don't know if any of it's feasible to expect immediate returns on those kinds of investments, especially the goal of trying to be a healthy eater, trying to fall in love with green food. That's really been a struggle for me. (laughs) I don't know if I'm ever going to achieve that one. But rebuilding my relationship with myself, doing the entire four pillars, rebuild, reconstruction, that took more than a decade of active work, and I definitely got discouraged often along the way and wondered if I was making any progress, if I was really getting healthier, if I was really healing, breaking addictive patterns and cycles. All of it takes a lot of time. And of course, this will all be different for everyone. People are going to have their own unique sticking points, things that they struggle with that may become easier for other people. But I think you get the idea that some of these big, meaningful goals, things that we strive to that enrich our lives and make us happy, often they can take a lot of time. And there are many ways in which we put a worth or a value assessment on the progress. And often, because we're hard on ourselves, we feel that we don't measure up. 
So what do we do if we have a long-term goal or a vision, or we want to make sure that we have the willpower and patience to cross the finish line without letting our setbacks or discouragements overtake us and throw us down into the pit of despair? Well, here are some things that help me the most when I find myself in that place of wondering, why am I doing this? Will it even matter? Am I even seeing progress? How do I find the energy and will to keep going when it feels like it doesn't matter? One of the first things I do is I look at my mindset. I try to get my head right straight away. I can adjust my expectations, and my expectations are almost always high, (laughs) always unreasonable, especially in the beginning. So there's often a great deal of work here in which I need to look at how I'm viewing the situation. Am I being too hard on myself? Do I expect to do 10 years of work in a week? Is there something here that I'm not seeing in my approach? Am I unbalanced in the way that I'm expending my energy? Because as I mentioned, sometimes I go too hard on something right in the beginning, and then I lose the enthusiasm and the energy to continue for the long haul. Basically, I'm not properly pacing myself. And again, this could just be that I'm viewing the situation as something that could be fixed short-term, but in fact is not at all a short-term goal. And so my perception of the situation needs adjustment. My expectations need adjustment. And it always helps me to figure out if my mindset is in the wrong place by looking at those expectations and asking myself honestly if they're too high. They almost always are, just because, again, that's my personality. But when we set our expectations really, really high and we want a lot of progress really quickly, that's a formula for discouragement and for letting ourselves down. And there's a lot of reasons why someone might do that. You could have had an overbearing parent like I did in which you were expected to be perfect immediately out of the gate, no time for mistakes, for trial and error, for failure. You needed immediate mastery. like some kind of superhuman person. So if you're holding those beliefs, as I do, from my perfectionist parent, that can definitely put me in a position to have an unrealistic mindset in the beginning, to have high expectations that aren't going to help me, that are in fact going to impede my progress. So I try to make sure that I'm looking at it, that I've broken everything down into realistic goals, that I have a good steady pace, that I'm not expecting too much of myself too soon, and I adjust my view and my habits accordingly. Another thing that I try to do is actively feed my inspiration and motivation. Because we all get tired, we all get discouraged, we all struggle to maintain the will to keep doing something day in, day out. Whether or not it's self-doubt that's creeping in or whether or not our schedules just change and we struggle to find a new equilibrium, a new baseline, whatever it is, things happen, disruptions happen. And so keeping our eye on these long-term goals, like having a good relationship with yourself or making long-term changes to how you take care of yourself or some of these bigger, more complicated skills that you want to develop, such as writing a book or anything like that that would require a considerable time investment. It's always important to know how you're going to feed that inspiration and motivation because inspiration and motivation is what keeps us going. So if we don't have inspiration and motivation to go on, we're more likely to give up. And one of my favorite ways to feed my own inspiration and motivation is through stories, movies, books, anything where I'm like, oh, this person did this amazing thing. Despite all odds, they just kept pushing through. (laughs) You know, anything like that that's like, oh, yeah, I want to be like that person. I want to be the one who 
was the last one standing no matter what. Those are always very encouraging for me. Listening to Pema Children is also very helpful for me because she often talks me down to a more realistic mindset, reminds me that these things take time. She often makes this joke about how long it takes to reprogram your mind. Someone will come up to the microphone in one of her talks, for example, and they'll be like, oh, you know, I'm really struggling with my anger, for example. And then she'll be like, yeah, I'll work on this, this, and this. And then they're like, how long will it take until I'm not an angry person anymore? And then she'll be like, you know, we'll do this for 10 years and then start over. <laughs> you know, so she's just got this lovely long-term view that I find very grounding and sobering, but also very kind and helpful in that way. And so I get a lot of comfort and solace from her. Anything that makes me feel pumped and committed, anything that fuels my internal belief that humans are amazing and that we can do amazing things if we just persevere, you know what kind of books and movies and talks I'm referring to here. I've also got a playlist with songs that I like to listen to when I need a motivational energy boost. Whatever your Eye of the Tiger, <laughs> Rocky Balboa on the Steps song is, whatever it is that gets you really pumped up to do a thing, make sure you have a playlist of songs like that at your disposal. Because I've always found music very helpful in shifting me from a negative, despairing mindset to a positive, inspired one. So I will often go to my playlist. I'll try to find something that's going to pump me up or change my mood from dark and despairing to hopeful. Or again, I'll watch that movie with that cinematic climax of them finally getting what they want. And I'll live vicariously through those characters, whatever it is. Anything I can do to feed my inspiration and motivation, knowing that I will probably have to turn to these things over and over again as time goes on just to make sure that I can keep connecting to my own will, my own desire to achieve these things for myself. I also make rest and replenishment a requirement. If my self-care starts to lag or my emotions are all over the place, it's very hard for me to be consistent in my progress. Consistency is really key to achieving most goals, but if my energy levels are unstable or if I'm not sleeping well or if I'm out of balance in some area of my life, then it's really harder for me to go that distance. So it's really important for me to make sure, again, knowing myself, that I have this tendency to go really hard out of the gate and then lose all my steam and then get really stressed because I don't have more stamina. Just knowing things about myself and how I can set myself up for sabotage, working against these sort of natural tendencies, these natural traits, and then also knowing that when I'm stressed, when I'm exhausted, when I'm discouraged, it's often connected to a lag in my self-care. Maybe I'm not taking good care of myself and I'm finding it hard to muster up the energy or the concentration or the will to continue working towards my goals. So rest and replenishment is really important. Often it feels like we don't have time to rest, we don't have time to take a break. Maybe I'm the only one, but I feel like I can't be the only one who really struggles to take a break, who really struggles to take a time out and refill my cup before I go on. And I've just noticed over time through trial and error that the more I do that, the more I make time to rest and replenish myself, the farther I can go without being quite so burned out or exhausted or discouraged. So definitely making rest and replenishment a priority has been important to my ability to persevere. I also try to fuel myself with small wins. 
I, again, have this terrible personality trait (laughs) in which it's all or nothing for me. I want these really huge, magnificent wins, and sometimes they just don't come easy. Well, actually, often they do not come easy, right? And so I tend to feel like things don't count unless it's the big, massive win I was looking for. I really had to program myself to overcome my all-or-nothing mentality as I went along so that I could have a more stable relationship with my achievement mindset, my achievement personality. Because if I go too long without any kind of sign of progress, or even the smallest of wins, let's call it, then I do become discouraged and I want to give up. I'm usually too stubborn to give up (laughs) because I just can't. I'm not at all a quitter, but I very quickly become absolutely miserable and no one wants to do work when they're miserable or no one wants to help themselves out or chase their dreams or take care of themselves when they're miserable. And so my tendency to not celebrate my small wins was really working against me for a long time. Sometimes I had to be so heavy-handed as to write out all the steps that I think would lead to a goal all the milestones that I would likely cross along the way to my big goal, to the big top of the mountain dream. So I would write every little thing out, and sometimes I would also write down what I was going to do to celebrate that milestone once I reached it. Because it always feels good when you cross something off your list or you're able to check that little box enough and say, see, I am seeing results, I am making progress, I've done this little thing, now I'm doing the next thing, and look at me go, I'm moving closer and closer to what I want in the direction that I want, and if I keep doing this, I will see the results that I want. And again, this is something that's going to be different for everyone. I can't tell you what your fuel level would be. I don't know how often you need to encourage yourself or how often often you need to stop and celebrate something that you do. But knowing that will encourage you and help you to continue on the journey. Oh, journey. I hate that word. (laughs) Not journey. On your quest. On your quest to achieve whatever it is you want to achieve. Build these little celebrations. Build these small wins, these small steps into the quest. And I like the word quest better anyway. It sounds more exciting. But in short, imagine that you have a mega quest that you want to go on. Perhaps even a quest that could be lifelong such as healing family trauma, healing toxic family patterns. Just make sure that you have these little milestones, these smaller goals that are in line with it that you can stop and celebrate and appreciate so that you don't get burnt out, so you don't feel like you're never going anywhere, you're never achieving anything. Because it is really hard to do this work, and it's hard to do this work if you don't see the results that you think you should see. And if your eyes are only on the final prize, whatever you think that last goalpost looks like, you'll never feel like you're getting there. And so that's a very disheartening place to be. And it definitely doesn't serve us. All I'm suggesting is that the long haul is the long haul for a reason. It's very difficult to maintain motivation, to maintain drive in the face of long-lasting change, perhaps change that will take an entire life to really do. So just find a way to celebrate yourself along the way, to motivate yourself along the way, to inspire yourself and take good care of yourself, and having the mindset that this is life work. It might be lifelong work. And it doesn't mean that you can't love and enjoy your life along the way. You don't have to wait until you get to that goal to be happy. You can be having a great time with whatever you're doing this very second. It doesn't have to be only something you'll get when you arrive at whatever destination you've told yourself that you have to arrive at before you can be happy. 
you absolutely deserve to be happy and proud of yourself right now. And all right, humans, that's all I have for you today. But before I sign off, I'm reminding you again that I have opened up the show to questions. So if you have a specific question or situation you want me to offer up my thoughts or experience on, you can email me at corey at coreyamstrom.com. And I will have that email in the show notes of this episode. I will never share your personal information on the show, so don't even worry about that. But otherwise, I will be back next week with another episode of A Well-Cared-For Human. But until then, please take good care of you. This episode of A Well-Cared-For Human was written and produced by me, Corey Marie. The music was by Late Night Feeler and Esther Abrami. If you like what I'm doing here, please consider visiting my Patreon. For as little as a dollar a month, you get early ad-free access to the episodes, as well as a monthly patrons-only Q&A, bonus videos, and more. Not to mention that your Patreon support lets me know that you find value in the show and want it to continue. You can find me on Patreon by visiting www.patreon.com forward slash Marie. If you can't support the show financially, that is okay. You can still subscribe to the show, leave a review of the show, and recommend the show to your friends, not just the neurotic ones. All of this helps so much. And as always, thank you for listening.